Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, and a state park so big that we named it just that. Big Bend. Call it that because it's really big and it bends. Duh. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it. Right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. It's Monday. Yep, that it Coffee is. Coffee will not even help today. My tea's helping a little bit. Yeah, I got yeah. some new coffee. And it there is a lot. no help Ooh. for what I went through yesterday. Uh-oh. What happened? You know, there's like National Football League games going on. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Right? Yeah. And last week, yesterday was, we're taping this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday was Championship Sunday. Right. Oh. And my Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. okay. Frozen Tundra, Lambeau okay. Field, and they lost. No. They're done. What was the score? Oh, God. 31-25, 30, <laughs> something like that. 32-25. Uh, no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, I heard on the radio it was, it was going not, to like the there, Super no, Bowl it wasn't, stuff. it wasn't close, and it, they were trying to play catch-up all the second half. Oh. <laughs> Never got there. They were down by 18 at one point. Whoa. Yeah, it was not pretty. Did you know that the team that Tom Brady plays in is going to the Super Bowl? Which, That's by the, the way. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's rub some salt oh. in it, Melissa. <laughs> which, by the way, Tom Brady used to pay, play for the Patriots, which I support them. Yeah, so. I didn't he, know he switched teams. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's yeah. won like a million Super Bowls. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> he must be good luck charm. Greatest, what do you call it? Goat. Uh, goat. He's the goat. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Goat. Okay. He's a quarterback? Goat. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Okay. We're the goats. I only know that because I heard it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, ladies. Who watches football in this room besides me? No. My no. hands up. No. No. Never. I watch hockey. Never watched no. a football game? I mean, I'll see it like when I walk by, uh, if I'm like in a bar or so on the TV. Beyonce, is he a, is he a sports guy or no? No. No? No. No? He did go hubby? watch the he game, He only though. watches uh, hockey. Okay, mm. so you're kind of a hockey fan. Kind of. Yeah. Well, that's like me. I wasn't a cat person until I got married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'm a cat person. That's how it goes. It's, yeah. It's, it's all good. But. Dang, I'm Melissa sorry. Melissa is here. Yes. So I guess Yay. you can uh, cheer me up a little bit, the fact that. You've made it back from Maine. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, that phone call we had was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> you couldn't oh, hear us. You yeah. couldn't hear us on the other end. It was like, <laughs> hello, is this Sergeant Melissa Lazar? <laughs> my son had just Click. woken up when you guys called. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Click. Well, so, obviously, we take priority over your children. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is here. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So, good to be back. 
Yeah, that <laughs> remains to be seen. <laughs> I'd rather be back. I'd rather be at home. You know, I feel you when I when I got back from Hawaii and I got off the airplane and the the temperature dif- difference oh, hit me. I was like, ooh. I mean, this is the great place, but it's chilly. Uh, what? <laughs> you actually drove straight through from Maine to oh, Texas. That is crazy. Yes. You know, that's uh <laughs> Uh, where's your risk assessment there? So, so <laughs> right, you um, know what I mean. So when we drove to Maine, we took uh, it took us three days. So we right. took oh my appropriate breaks. Right. The, when we were coming back, I did not take appropriate breaks. My my kids, I was actually mm. it's funny story. I was talking to my kids because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we want to drive through the night, and I'm like, you know, I used to only drive at night, not during the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, oh, we want to drive at night. And I'm like, that was the worst decision I've ever made. I'll never do it again. It was crazy. Really? Never do it. Well, are the, kids are the drivers the crazier way, right? at night? No, my, so my oldest son stayed awake the whole entire time. Oh my gosh! Wow, it was a really long day that day. Yeah, I, I bet. bet. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't drive from Maine to Texas nonstop. No, we took a break. Okay, many this, breaks. And this one break. Oh, okay. You okay, weren't the breaks. only one driving either, right? I was. What? what? It was just me and my two kids. Oh, my husband oh. and my other son. Stayed back in Maine. Oh, all right, all right, all right, okay. Right. This is me slapping her hand. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> Naughty. Bad. Worst decision ever. Yeah. And, you know. I don't know how truckers do it. Mom. I don't they either. don't. They're not allowed to. Oh. It's not safe. No, it's not. So never do that again. <laughs> She's living on never. the edge. Hopefully CPS isn't listening to this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I'm glad you're back. And... Now you're really here for 2021, so I guess we're officially, mm-hmm. you know, hey, the official on. crew, yeah, uh, you know, hey, Kelvin, he's here. Oh yeah, we're yeah, gonna we're gonna too. use him if he makes it in. We'll you know, get him in toward the tail end of the show. But mm-hmm. uh, so, tell me, did you freeze up there in Maine? Oh, I froze, but I prefer it. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. But you know what? That's why I dress in layers. <laughs> my okay. husband said that when I left, the temperatures plummeted. Um, when the coldest that it had gotten there while I was there was eight degrees. Um, <gasps> yeah. Oh no. And then the day after I left, it had gotten down to it was like thirteen with a real fill of one. Um, and there was ice everywhere and snow. My kids loved it. Oh, I loved yeah. it. No. I can't. I'm oh, tropical. Ooh, they're putting on sweaters when it hits about 65. Oh, we, we put on the sweaters <laughs> at 70. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, it was average like mid-80s the whole yeah. time I was there. Yeah. I got back to Texas and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so warm. What? No. I woke up for PT this morning. I'm like, I really don't need pants and a jacket. I could just wear shorts and a t-shirt. I came in with my fleece. <laughs> I'm still cold. Hawaii was my first duty station. And I remember getting off the plane and this was before you got off and, you know, the terminal thing and everything was air conditioned. You actually had to walk downstairs and then walk to the terminal. Yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> right. But anyway, I'm wearing khakis. If, if, do you guys know what khakis were? I Uniforms. do know what khakis are. Khaki colored, but they were short sleeves. Yes. Right? And you had matching pants and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm flying in from Wisconsin with, <laughs> with a brief stop at in Los Angeles to get mm. to Honolulu. Right? Yeah. So leave Wisconsin in October. I bet you felt like you were suffocating. Get to LA, <laughs> make the puddle jump. 
and get off in Honolulu. And when I got off the plane and hit the stairs to walk onto the tarmac, mm-hmm. every pore in my body opened up <laughs> and started to sweat because <laughs> of the humidity. Yeah. And not to mention it was 80 degrees. And That's I had hilarious. left and it was freezing, <laughs> yeah. you know, or maybe 40 or whatever, but it was 40 degrees mm-hmm. warmer and uh, like 95% humidity. Yeah. Was so, that your first time ever going there? Uh, that was me arriving first time. 19 year old punk kid. 19? Oh, my baby. goodness. Yeah. Defense information trained school killer. <laughs> yeah. Broadcaster. Shoot you with a camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the Civil War days, right? Yeah, sure. Me and Matthew Brady were like this. <laughs> you know who Matthew Brady was? I don't. Okay, he's the guy that took all those Civil War photographs. Oh, you know, that guy. Battlefield, all the stuff you were right you next to him, right? Yeah, yeah, me and him, man. Yeah, we were tight. Yeah, we're cool, but cool bros. So we have a very interesting show this week, ladies. Tell me. Tell me what's it about. We have... The director of Fort Hood Public Works coming Super in. Super exciting. He's actually our next guest. And we have folks from the Robertson Blood Center also coming in because guess what? National, National Blood, Month. Blood Donor Month. Yes. Yes. And you know what? With COVID and all that stuff, it's just good that we put it out there and mm-hmm. get folks, get some awareness, right? Yeah. Have you ever given blood? Me? Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't been able to for years because of mad cow disease in Europe. If you were stationed in Europe, they, oh. don't, they, they weren't letting you give blood. You a mad cow? Yeah. Well, I've been exposed. <laughs> I've been exposed. I've never given this blood. This explains so much. What? About Craziness. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we will have the director of Fort Hood Public Works. Coming in right after these These messages. messages. Where do you go to get the latest news from Fort Hood, Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. And where do you go if you want ideas for things to do in Central Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. What if you don't have a copy of the Fort Hood Sentinel? Then I go to my local newsstand and pick up a copy or go online to www.forthoodsentinel.com. The Fort Hood Sentinel. Fort Hood's premier place for news and Central Texas information. Standing watch since 1942. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety, in the store. You walk in the door, masks on for safety, masks on for safety, day or night, do what's right. Look, bad jingles aren't going to stop the coronavirus. But wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety. Be a mouth and noser or else you're a poser. Do what's right, save a life, wear a mask. what your tax dollars sound like fort hood's great big podcast and yes it's still monday but we have good news now and we have a new guest and it is brian dosa he is the director of fort hood's directorate of public works comp you know affectionately known as dpw yes uh and he's here to talk about innovation 
technology advances. Good stuff. How are you doing, Mr. Dozer? Hey, doing great this morning, Dave. Thanks for the opportunity. We are glad to have you here. You are actually on the front page of last week's paper talking about (laughs) there's an app for that when it comes to barracks maintenance, right? Yeah. So hey, we're moving into the 21st century. Yay. Come on. Give me, give me, give me the skinny on that and how it's going to affect us here at Fort Hood. Yeah, sure. So the Army has recently rolled out a maintenance app uh, that we're going to be able to use here on Fort Hood for our barracks. So all of our, we have about 10,000 soldiers that, that currently live in our barracks. Mm-hmm. Wow. On Fort Hood, we have 99 barracks buildings. Uh, with 16 under renovation. So the soldiers that are living in the, in the, in the other 83 of our barracks uh, can now use a maintenance app on their smartphone or cellular device mm-hmm. uh, to be able to submit work orders uh, in their barracks rooms. And so uh, in DPW, our highest priority is, is doing barracks maintenance, taking care of issues where our single soldiers uh, choose to live, or I guess they don't choose, but that they live sure. in the barracks. Sure. <laughs> and our highest yeah. priority is to make sure that those barracks rooms are are healthy and safe, and and the issues are are addressed very very quickly. And so, you know, traditionally, if you had an issue in the barracks, you call two eight seven two one one three, and that'll still work. So mm-hmm. feel free to pick up the phone and call that number. Uh, there's also a way to submit it in um, a DMO or a, a work order you know, online. But now this maintenance app is really exciting. So soldiers will be able to take their smartphone. Uh, they do have to register. Okay, uh, there, are, there are some steps. There's a it's couple not, steps. Mm. So once they register in the system, then mm-hmm. they'll be able to submit a work order. We call it a demand maintenance order, a DMO. Right. Uh, but they can submit a work order, you know, from their phone and then actually be able to track, you know, where it is. That's nice. You know, so... That that's pretty cool to be able to have some visibility on where that that maintenance app, where that DMO is in the system. Under the old system, the uh, you know call it in that kind of thing. If it's a serious issue, right? Uh, the, I know you guys have priorities to to doing a work order or taking care of something. Say it's a serious issue, uh, health safety. Um, how long would something like that take? Now, yeah. So. Uh, we have three different priority levels. So when we receive a DMO or a, a work request from a, from a soldier or from, sure. from somebody in the in any of our facilities or in the barracks, uh, we assign it either a priority one, which is an emergency life health safety issue, sure. a, a priority two, which is an urgent request, mm-hmm. and then a priority three, which is a routine request. And so you ask about the priority one. So if yeah. we get a priority one work order in, uh, we, we address that within 24 hours. Okay. Oh, wow. So uh, pretty much same day service. Yeah, absolutely. And, and depending on the DMO, if it has something to do with, you know, uh, electricity or there's no water or the air conditioning now is out in the summer, it's often, it's often a matter of hours before, sure. you know, we respond to that. But typically within 24 hours, we get that thing fixed. Or it may be that we have to order some parts to get it fixed and we would make arrangements to address that life health safety concern mm-hmm. uh, and then get the parts and get it fixed. I, I get routine. Okay. I got a drippy faucet or something like that. What's, what's priority two? Yeah. Priority it's two urgent. is it's urgent. It's something that if not addressed could become a life health safety issue uh, within, you know, a matter of days. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, typically what we would say is in the barracks, if you have an issue in a, in an individual room, that would be a prob, prob, 
priority to <laughs> issue. Sure. Uh, so if the electricity goes out in a room or the air conditioning goes out in a room, in a single room, right. we would treat that as a priority too because we're able to take that soldier or those soldiers and move them to a different room until we get the issue addressed. But if we sure. have an entire floor or a wing or the entire barracks go down, right. air conditioning, water, electricity, that's a priority one. Okay, mm-hmm. I get yeah, that. that so there's sense. only two priorities? And there's three. priority three. And there's oh, there's three. three as well. Oh, so three is routine. Okay. So let's say, you know, you break, you crack your mirror or um, you you dent your wall or, mm-hmm. you know, so, something that is, is a routine matter. We need to get it fixed, you know, but it's not causing any immediate issue. That would be a priority three. And we typically do those within 30 days. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So does that just include the their individual room or can you put in a work order for like the building, like say the laundry room? Yeah. Great question. You can put in a work order for anything. Oh, okay. you know, nice. so That's any, awesome. any, in any facility. So in the barracks, the lights outside, the parking lot lights, mm-hmm. if there's a pothole in the road approaching the barracks, if there's a traffic signal, you know, that's gone out or one of the lights in a traffic signal has gone out or if mm-hmm. a stop sign is tipped over and, you know, somebody ran it over any, any issue, can be called in 287-2113, and we get after it. That's interesting. One of the, one of the things, like, <clears throat> all right, I lived in the barracks for almost five years, but that was eons ago. Right? <laughs> Civil <laughs> 40, 40 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you had a floor sergeant. You had you had command yeah. uh, interest and emphasis. And if there was a work order going in, they were aware of it. With the app, um. How is the command still tied in? Yeah, absolutely. So most all of our units are very engaged with their leaders. So the squad leader, the platoon leader, the platoon sergeant, company commander, company first sergeant, all very engaged in the barracks. And so uh, those leaders would be able to go into the maintenance app and actually pull up any of the work orders that were submitted. Through okay, the so they can lot register in as a leader absolutely. of a unit, absolutely. and they'll they'll get a report back out of there. Nice. Absolutely. That's yeah. good to know. Absolutely. Kind of, you know, makes Important. it going to make it a lot easier for you, right? I think so. And I think it will make leaders' ability to track issues in the barracks to completion um, or make it easier for them to facilitate what they're trying to get done. So yeah. is, is the push at the unit level to get all the soldiers registered and the leaders registered? And, and are, are we really yeah, pushing yeah, that? I think so. I mean, we, we had a pilot during the month of December, and we used the WTB barracks. Or okay. It's now the um, soldier recovery unit, the SRU barracks, sure. uh, as the pilot. And the leaders did a pretty good job of getting engaged, getting their soldiers enrolled in the app. Uh, now that we're into January and the new year, it's across all of our 99 barracks. Uh, and yes, I think as word gets out, uh, leaders are getting engaged. Soldiers are, are finding out mm-hmm. what they need to do and getting registered. And we're seeing kind of daily increases in, in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a question about that app. So our barracks manager on West Forehead manages... I don't know how many barracks. But two barracks, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of rooms, but yeah. only two barracks, yeah. Um, so the... He would be able to go onto that app and see all the work orders, but would he be able to see all the work orders that have been only sent in through the app or all of them in general? Just one sent into the app. Okay. Great, great question. Yeah. Yep. So he would still technically have to go to however, and I don't know how he gets his work orders, his list mm-hmm. of work orders, but he would still have to um, do his thing to go see the rest of the work orders. Yes, that's correct. So, I mean, so in the old way of doing business, mm-hmm. we we took 
you know, 90, 95% of our GMOs came in by telephone, 287, 2113. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it went into a computer business program that we call GFIBS. That's just how we manage our work. And sure. and so you can do different queries and reports out of GFIBS. And so 504th um, leadership or, or the, the BMO, the barracks maintenance uh, officer down there will be able to pull up, but call us. And we'd be able to do a query of the system and get them a report on what's going right. on in their barracks. Oh, and that GFIB system still takes into account the maintenance work orders that come in through the app? Yeah, so okay. so so right now, this is kind of behind the curtains. Right. Mm-hmm. But behind, <laughs> right right now, we're kind of doing double work. Right. Hmm. You know, so everything that comes in through the app, we're taking and you manually, have to manually, input it. manually entering them into oh, GFIB. Okay. We're doing right. double work. Um, here, we're within the next... One to two weeks, the Army has told us that that interface then will be complete so that through the app, the DMOs would go directly. It'll populate by itself. Okay. We're very excited about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because that's going to make our life easy because right now we're kind of doing double work. Wow. Kind of behind the curtains, no need to worry about that, but we've we've got it under control. But yeah. Just to get a handle on that, Fort Hood is one of the biggest installations in the Army and Mm -hmm. you like you said, 10,000 soldiers living on post. In a typical month, how many work orders do you have to deal with? Yeah, so that's a great, great question. So we get on order between 75 and 100 work orders from the barracks every day. Oh, my every goodness. Day? Every day. That's like 30,000 work orders so, a month. <laughs> so it's oh. actually more, yeah, so, so 30 times 100 uh, would be That's three thousand. So. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> I did that math wrong. That's okay. You know, so so we get a about three thousand, three thousand. To answer your questions, about three thousand yeah. DMOs per month out of the barracks alone, yeah. and that's not yeah. to to count all the other buildings on Fort Hood. Sure. Uh, and again, like I said at the beginning, doing um, making sure our barracks are, you know, a safe and healthy place for our, our soldiers is our number one priority. So, so those are the ones we treat as the, as the highest priority for resourcing uh, and getting after them. And um, if you look at our completion timelines, you know, within barracks DMOs, we're doing really well in spite of having that many DMOs. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. With that many work orders, that will save you a lot of time on your end when everything's automated. <clears throat> I can see that. All yeah. right. Yeah, we've got a lot of really good folks in DPW that are out yeah. there working hard every day, fixing things in the barracks and making those barracks better. And we're also doing preventive maintenance. Okay. You know, so we've got a whole other dedicated crew that does nothing but go out and do preventive maintenance. They're kind of focused on the mechanical systems, so they're working on the HVAC and the mm-hmm. plumbing and the electrical systems, and they're doing all the preventive maintenance so that in the long run we have less of those um, unexpected DMOs come in. Right. Which is good. Preventative yeah. maintenance is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. Important. So how do you register for for the app? Is it in the, you're in the specific app store? Yeah, actually you have to go to a website. Uh, and so uh, you have the paper there in front of you. Maybe you can read the website because I don't have it memorized. But um, you have to go to the website and register. And then you're able to access that um, application through your smartphone, through the website. Oh, so it's a website. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's you, re- you register on the website, and yep. then you can download once you're registered. You can get it from www.armymaintenance.com. There yep. you go. Nice. Armymaintenance.com. And it's actually not yet a true app. 
Mm. And so you can't go to the app store and download the app. I'm told that in the future there will be an app, mm. uh, but right now you can either access it through the Garrison app, right. which you can download, mm-hmm. um, and then in the Garrison app there's a button where you can click on for the Army Maintenance app. Or That's Digital Garrison. Digital Garrison <laughs> app, yeah. right, right, right. And or you can just you know have, save as a favorite that webpage armymaintenance.com, you know, and then you be able to access it through your phone. Yeah, you can save uh, web pages to your home screen. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, so you can only save apps. I'll show you later. Wow. So this is definitely progress. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've had uh, the garrison commander has been on this year now, and uh, he, he alluded to it. Uh, in spite of COVID, the installation, especially your area, um, uh, has been able to make a lot of strides during the coronavirus period. Tell me more. Yeah, sure. So 2020 was a year to forget, right? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of us really enjoyed 2020. And oh. there were a lot of things that went differently than we had hoped and, and expected. But from an, a construction and public works perspective, we were able to take advantage of that kind of, particularly last spring and, and early summer when we kind of shut Fort Hood back and we completely shut it down, but we really scaled back mm-hmm. the pace of operations on Fort Hood. And we were able to take advantage of that time to get some exciting road construction done. Sure, you know, So we were able to uh, finish up the work on Clark Road uh, out at West Fort Hood. You know, speaking of West Fort Hood, <laughs> yeah. Montague Village, uh, there was a number of road projects that were able to get done last year, taking advantage of that time. And sure. um, and actually, most of our construction is an outdoor activity, and we've done pretty well with construction crews and not being affected by COVID. We've had a couple issues, but but by and large, so we finished the mission training complex mm-hmm. uh, in 2020, a great new $60 million facility uh, constructed over by the drift. Right. Uh, almost the day we finished and cut the ribbon, first cab moved in and start doing um, command post training exercises sure. and preparations for the warfighters that are going on right now. Right. Uh, and that facility has uh, been used, you know, almost every day since, uh, since it was completed, but it's turning out to be a great uh, training mm-hmm. uh, venue for our soldiers and particularly our leaders in the mission training complex, we were able to get a couple of new SSAs built. An SSA is a supply uh, warehouse, activity. Mm-hmm. so SSA supply support activity, right. basically where units um, receive and store and issue their class nine repair parts. So repair parts to fix tanks and Bradleys and, yeah. and mm-hmm. vehicles like that, uh, and then also package products, POL, so lubricants and oils and things like that, right. and, and other. So they have now a dedicated warehouse supply warehouse to be able to do that uh, we built two of them one for first cavalry division first brigade mm-hmm. and one for first cavalry division air cav brigade out at Hood army airfield and so those two were completed um, we, we're really making some exciting progress on barracks renovations uh, so this past year we finished up the twelve thousand block mm-hmm. uh, barracks renovations uh, that's where 36 engineers okay now moved in so they've Pretty much all 36 engineers, soldiers that live in the barracks are in those five barracks, brand new renovated barracks. Mm-hmm. Um, right next door to that is the 14,000 block under renovation. Now we got that started uh, this past year. And then next to that is 16,000 block. 
Uh, that's for 89th MPs and the okay. replacement detachment. Uh, 89th MPs is now moving into the first three of those buildings. Uh, replacement detachment within the next couple of months be moving into into their building. So, okay. yeah, lots of progress in 2020. <laughs> I could go on and on, but I don't want to bore you. What's the, what's the biggest thing for 21, though? Yeah, I think for 21, there's there's really kind of a couple of exciting things. One is we're going to continue to do barracks renovations. Right. So of our 99 barracks on Fort Hood, uh, 24 Are we ever going to get to 100? Yeah. <laughs> actually, we are. We actually, Ooh. Congress gave us money to build... Uh, the number 100 barrack got at 69th ADA. Uh, it was a little bit short. Uh, we did went through the process of, of the design and went out and, and put it out for bid. And when the bids came in, they were all higher than what Congress gave us. Right. So we're going through the process of adjusting the amount of money that we have. And we're going to break around this year in 2021. Oh, there you go. On the 100th barrack. <laughs> nice. oh, that's um, awesome. And then we'll continue to do, but I was going to say, so of the 99 barracks on Fort Hood, 24 of them is what we call hammerhead barracks. Mm-hmm. So the, the reason they're called hammerheads is if you were to look at them from the sky, they have a little piece on the end of the building that used to be a dining facility. Hmm. So back in the day, each barrack had its own dining facility. Wow. Wow. It, it looks crazy. like a hammerhead, like a, like a fish or something. Yeah. Um, we, we don't use those as dining facilities anymore. Uh, they've been converted to administrative space. So, But over on the east side, so think 3rd CR and some of the other units that live over mm-hmm. on the east side, you know, they live in those hammerhead barracks. Those were built in the 1950s. Right. Oh, my um, goodness. And they're just dire, dire need of, of renovation. And so we got the first five funded mm-hmm. and now under contract for renovation. So the units, it's actually 36 engineers moved out of those five into the 12,000 block. Those five have now been turned over to the contractor within the next couple of weeks. We're going to start demolition. That'll be really exciting mm-hmm. to go in, basically gut their three-story barracks, basically gut all the floors, take the building down to its to its kind of skeleton form, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're going to start to build it back. Uh, and once that renovation is complete, those barracks will go to 3rd CR, and then we'll, we're going to continue to march on down and get the rest of the hammerheads uh, renovated. We have a plan and, and a commitment, I think, from the Army and to get those. Those are the oldest so barracks on post. Those are the oldest barracks <laughs> on post. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so uh, we've been very excited about getting this started. So that's definitely going to happen uh, in 21. Also for 3rd CR, we're, we're building them a new motor pool. Uh, okay. It's about halfway complete. Uh, it's off of... Um, and that's a ribbon cut this year too? Yes. Wow. We will, it'll wow. be this fall, uh, but we're going to turn over to them. Their their motor pool facilities were all built in the 50s and 60s, uh, and they're really lacking. So we're really excited about building them their first new motor pool. State uh, of and the I think art. State of the art. Yep. And I think with overhead lift and, and big wide bays and you know, a facility that they can really maintain their fleet of strikers and other vehicles down there in third CR. So very cool. Uh, that's going to be exciting in 2021 for sure. Very cool. Nice. Brianna. Yes. Questions about barracks? Uh, I, I don't really have any questions. I, I mean, I no. think it's really great that there, it's, it's going to be that app will take out some, a lot of the confusion. Um, I've noticed when people move into barracks, there's, uh, there's confusion on how if, if people don't know how to fix, get something fixed. They don't know about the phone number. They're just not informed. Um, but obviously my generation is into the phones and it's very <laughs> relatable. So I, that, that's going to be really good. You know, it, instead of the, the trying to get through 
uh, in some places, like you can only put in a work order, like only the, the, the sergeant in charge of the barracks or in charge of the floor. So making it individual, it, I think is really re- great and relatable and will take out a lot of the confusion, especially, you know, it, it's no fun when you have something wrong right. with, with your, where you live. So I think that's really good. That's great. Good. All right. So, and that number again, I know the, you have to register at, where's the website again? www.armymaintenance.com. Register first and then get the ARMA, it's the ARMA app, right? That's right. The ARMA, Arma app. app on your phone. <clears throat> and uh, in the meantime, if you don't have that, that number is 254-287-2113. 2113. Don't be afraid to call. It means some extra work for DPW, but <laughs> that'll be fixed soon too. We're ready. <laughs> thank you, sir, for swinging by. Absolutely. Thank and, you, ladies, uh, and thank you, Dave. Looking forward to a very exciting 2021. Should be good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. Get that 100th barracks. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to cut a ribbon on that one, right? Very cool. All righty. Thank you. We'll be back with more. Right after this. What is life? What should the honorable discharge of disgusting? Where'd my file? Which end of the horse do I stick the carrot in? Sporky asks a question. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Sporky here, and I've got a big question. What is OPSEC? Fork utensil. How is it that you don't know about operational security? Annie Pumpkin! No need to be so formal. You can call me Sparky. All my friends do. And I know all about Opera-a-poo-poo-poo. But what is OPSEC? Operational security's OPSEC fork utensil. Ooh, maybe it's OPSEX. That's spicy. Where do babies come from? Fork utensil. It must have something to do with the military and things. I know. I'll take pictures of stuff all over post and put them on the internet and ask, is this OPSEC? Is this OPSEC? Fork utensil, you better not. like OPSEC. Look, there are five steps to OPSEC. Identifying critical information, identifying the threat, assessing vulnerabilities, analyzing the risk, and developing and applying countermeasures. The OPSEC is pretty common sense. Like, not talking about troop movements or other sensitive things. You mean it's a process by which organizations assess and protect information about things that could, if properly analyzed and grouped with other data by a clever adversary, reveal a bigger picture than ought to stay hidden! That's exactly right, Fork Thingy. Forky! And like they used to say... Loose lips think ships. Ooh, I love a good submarine joke. But seriously, where do babies come from? Oh my goodness gracious. Practicing good OPSEC is everybody's job. Protect your fellow service members. Don't be a sporky. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Close enough for the government. Good enough for you. So we're back, and we have two very special guests yes, with us. Yes, we do. We have Major Michelle Allen from the Deputy Lab Manager at Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center. Thank you for coming. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> and we also have another major, Major Molly House. She's also the medical director. She is a medical director for the Cardamsey Blood Services. Good morning. Wow. It's National Blood Donor Month. month. Yes, it is. That's why you're here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 
what does National Blood Donor Month mean to most? Most years, do you get more folks flooding in in January or no? Absolutely not. Actually, just historically, for whatever reason, there is a slump um, right after the holidays, January, February. Uh, people, I don't, I think they're they're tired out from the holidays. It's, Maybe that's why they made it the national month. Right? Yes, I think that <laughs> there was a plan to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously this year has created a whole new set of challenges. Mm-hmm. People are at this point kind of getting used to isolating themselves and staying away from big gatherings and going out unless they absolutely need to. So mm-hmm. uh, it's even more imperative this month than it has been in the past because um, you have those compounding factors. And so, yeah, our job is to get the word out and get people into the donor center. I've what do you guys need more? Whole blood? Uh, I mean, what are you guys looking for? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. So run the gamut. Tell, right. tell, tell us. So what we do, um, typically most people are familiar with the whole blood donation. When mm-hmm. you come in, you donate blood. What we do with those is we manufacture the different components. We actually separate out the components of your blood. Um, and that way, when they're transfused, um, you know, we're not overloading patients with a lot of extra things that they may or may not need. Sure. Um, sometimes we use those uh, components to manufacture pharmaceutical items, you know, things like clotting factors, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, whole blood is our standard. That's our go-to, our bread and butter. We also collect plasma here at the donor, at Robertson Donor Center. We do what's called plasmapheresis. And that procedure is basically just taking the plasma out of your blood. It circulates through a machine, it removes the plasma and puts everything back in in a completely sterile fashion, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, The process is a little bit longer, um, but uh, we can do that. There's some places we can also do platelets. um, Mm. So we run the gamut. Obviously, whole blood is our go-to because we can get all the components from that, Mm -hmm. but plasma is also a big a big player for the donor. There's actually a difference if you're mm-hmm. giving blood or plasma or platelets. Yes. Can you kind of explain that to folks? Mm-hmm. So the whole blood donation, since it's basically your straightforward unit of blood, yeah. um, it takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes kind of depending. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's a little bit faster. Um, the plasma donation, as we were discussing, uh, takes a little bit longer because you have to, again, you're taking out, um, an overall smaller product, but you have to go through the process of separating it, separating it out. So one of the big selling points is there's time to usually sit in there and maybe watch a movie, binge watch a <laughs> yeah. Netflix series if you got one in mind. Gotta catch up. Um, yeah, or start it and come back the next time. Yeah. And finish <laughs> it out, so. yeah. Right. The other difference is the amount of time between donations. Uh, for whole blood, it's about 58 days. But okay. for plasma, it's about 28 days. Oh, so, so you can do it more often. Yes, sir. Well, that's because you're giving it back, right? Exactly, yes. sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the donation starts out the same, regardless of the type of, of a product that you're going to be donating. But it's the length of time and then the length of time between donations that's the difference to our donors. Now, there's lot, there's blood centers downtown and all that stuff, but I think... A lot of people don't realize, like Robertson Blood Center, uh, your stuff actually impacts the military directly. Yes. And maybe you, I think we should get into that because mm-hmm. if somebody's thinking of giving, maybe they can make some money downtown, vice doing it here on post, but mm-hmm. who are they really helping? Right. So this is a mission that's really near and dear to our hearts. Exactly. You know, we're here um, because we're taking care of each other. And with the military community, uh, the difference, you know, in donating at Robertson as opposed to going to the Red Cross, it helps. Everybody gets helped in the end. Right. But there's something about going in and knowing that maybe your unit is going to go downrange 
Um, it's going to be used to, you know, treat somebody at the front line. Um, and, you know, people that have been in the service, they can go in and they can continue taking care of their battle buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really reinforces that sense that we're all a family. We're all, you know, in this for each other and taking care of each other. So mm-hmm. that's something that I think means a lot to us because, you know, many of the units come over to the hospital. We take care of our um, beneficiaries there, um, take care of, you know, kids, active duty. So it really is kind of a, um, a close-knit cohesive uh, endeavor. Right. Exactly. And for the most part, uh, those units of whole blood, once they're separated, it's downrange within about seven days to our warfighter. Wow. So wow. they're available to the warfighter in about that amount of time. And like she said, the, 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 uh, the Army has determined what our quota is, what we send downrange, and what we have left here that um, our donors are so willing to give goes to our beneficiaries local, as well as some of our VAs. Right. Wow, that's incredible. Fort Hood, the area, has a huge retiree population. You see the white whiskers here, right? (laughs) Yeah. And they're done that, got the T-shirt. But when it comes to blood donation, I did like 15 years in Europe. My boss told me to ask because he did a four-year tour in in Germany. And he's like, he's been told up to, you know, for a long time, you cannot give blood, mad cow disease. Right. Right. What, What about retirees that have served a long time in Europe. I am so glad you asked. It's wonderful. You seem mad cow free yeah. right now. So oh, yeah. 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 I'm not yeah. Going crazy. Well, not Everybody's doing okay. That's still so, to be determined, I think. The jury's still out on that. <laughs> so that is one of the great pieces of news that I can share today is that that was actually recently lifted. Recently wow. lifted. Yes. So that has traditionally been one of our uh Rate limiting steps here at Fort Hood is that most people have deployed, they've been overseas, and they've yes. been in Europe. So that it was a huge limiting factor for people that could come in and donate. Um, that was recently lifted. So that has opened up a whole new um, population for us that we are super, super excited about. Absolutely. Exactly. And if anybody has questions whether they can donate because of their travel history, they just got to call the donor center yes. and they can get clarity on that. Because there are still some restrictions right. um, yeah. based on England, but for the most part, our folks that go to Germany yeah. are eligible to donate now. Okay. Yay. Yes. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Belgium, Bosnia, you're good? Yeah, come yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Ask us the questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that number? Put it out there, and then we'll, we'll ask you again yeah. one more time. Yes, that- sir. Uh, 254-285-5808. Mm-hmm. Please call, ask questions, schedule Blood drives, schedule individual donations, anything they'll take you yes. and answer any questions that uh, our donors may have. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had the uh, blood, donor direct, blood, blood donor center director uh, <laughs> here last summer, and uh, there weren't a whole lot of unit blood drives going on. Right. Um, what's what's the i mean i'm i'm guessing those are wildly successful when they happen. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, sir. I just talked to the donor center about that the other day, and I said, so what are you doing to sort of as a solution to this? Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, the recruiters are talking to the units and asking the units to come in mm-hmm. to the donor center through their social distancing. They had a really big foyer that places to put everyone so they're safe. And then they move the donors back to the to the donation chairs one at a time. Right. Um, so they're utilizing that method because they can control it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of units now are saying they can't, you know, put their units together or too many people in one room like we used to do it. And so this sure. way it solves two problems and it allows, um, it allows the, the, 
donor center and the staff that they have there to safely collect a donation from our donors. So you would like to throw it out there and make a challenge to Fort Hood? Yeah. Of yeah, course. I think so. I think of so. Course. I'd like to really get this, uh, get the ball rolling and get people back in the door. Uh, you know, we, in the past, we have done unit recognition ceremonies at the end of the year oh, for, so cool. um, you know, right. our, our highest volume donors, mm. um, units, yeah, units get awards. Um, and it, it's a pretty big ceremony. Um, you know, so I, I think it was, it's really meaningful. Um, and I think a unit can take a lot of pride when they come in and get recognized for that. And individuals as well, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually have t-shirts and we all know that they get a t-shirt of their choice, but they also told me that there's a $25 gift card for each individual donation as well. And then there's always cookies and juice. So (laughs) yeah, gotta have the snacks. Absolutely. Gotta have your snacks. Gotta have the snacks. Yeah. And I know for, I, I think there. It's a policy on Fort Hood where if you donate so many times a year, you can get like a you can get a certificate of achievement, correct? Yes. That's and that's promotion points for or you know for all those three people. day pass. Yeah, yeah. Or yes. yeah, both good. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of reasons to go. A lot of reasons to go. Absolutely, uh, Major House. Yes. Closing thoughts. Um, I just want to uh, extend our gratitude to the Fort Hood community for um, every, how much we have been supported in the past. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that really recognize the importance of this mission mm-hmm. and um, have adopted that as their own. So mm-hmm. again, we are grateful to everybody out there. We're excited to be able to get more retirees in there, yes. um, you know, more beneficiaries now that uh, some of the restrictions have been lifted. Mm-hmm. There's also, um, we are collecting COVID convalescent plasma. That's an ongoing project now too. Right. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, Charlie gave. That's right. Oh, it's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's open to anybody that has had uh, COVID. And recovered. Right, right. So, um, yeah, that is something. If you have questions about, please call. Uh, That is something that potentially is a promising therapeutic Mm -hmm. avenue. So, yeah, people that have gotten through it and come out the other side, um, they can certainly help other people, too. Well, we thank you for your time, ladies. Thank you. And... uh, I hope business picks up for you. Oh, absolutely. In 2021. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Can only get better, right? Can if, only yes. get better. Can it though? And they're, and <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sir. Well, and you know, it sounds like the center is doing everything they can to follow the CDC guidelines right. and make sure you're, you're safe the entire time and that you feel good. Yes. Yeah. We take absolutely. that very seriously. Temperature checks at the door, mm-hmm. screening. Um, and as Major Allen pointed out, you know, the, the whole place is set up perfectly for social distancing. So it is a big building. I've, I've given blood inside there. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And you will again. Yes, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> we might even get some pictures. Yes. <laughs> All right. And with that, we will be back with more right after this. If you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers, there's a place for you to turn. The Inspector General's Hotline. They take your issues seriously. If you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to, grab a pen and take down this number. 254-287-7209. That's 254-287-7209. The Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. It's a me, Super Mario. Woohoo! Hello to all my friends is at the Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. You number one. And we're back. Right? <laughs> no. Are, are you, stop playing with your mask. All right. 
Well, that was nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What blood type are you? Me? Mm-hmm. A, a plus. A oh, positive. Me too. All. A positive. We're all A positive. We are. Oh, really? we could all give each other blood. I'm an A plus. I know who I'm calling. We're all A's in this room. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a positive. A. I tell people that I'm like my, my blood type reflects my personality. Huh. Oh, my blood man. type does not reflect my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <sighs> so next week, it's coming, man. We're almost there. Yep. Groundhog Day. Yes. Huh? Huh? All right. So, <laughs> Melissa, my son does that to me. I'll do that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Groundhog. Yes. Sees his shadow. What does it mean? Another six weeks of winter. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You got that one right. Yeah. You had a 50-50 shot. Yeah. I had to think about it. I had to think to last year's Groundhog Day. So if it's overcast, it's like, I don't know. It's going to be spring. Whatever. Interesting. Yep. Did when did that the, start? It's, oh, wait, no. Did you ever see the Bill Murray movie? I didn't. You have never seen Groundhog Day? No. You? I've heard of it, though. I have, but I don't remember. You don't remember I've much. seen clips of it. Don't ask me about it. The guy keeps reliving the same day. Yes, over and I know. Over and yep, over yep, again. yep, yeah. Yep. And he tries to get it right and it takes him like forever. So I only know about that movie because of there's been spoofed so many times. Like yeah. it's such a cultural, it's a common cultural reference oh, yeah. in other TV shows. It's kind of like me and Star Wars. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always referenced. It, it, Star Wars was on cable this weekend. They were like running them one after the huh. other. On a channel that, you know, we don't name because, you know, but anyway, it was on a cable cable channel. Mm -hmm. And I started, because I was bored, I started watching uh, The Empire Strikes Back, which I had never seen in total. Ooh, like six. The second. Well, I mean, it's the second movie. Four, five, and six. Oh, my gosh. Second movie they ever made, and I never watched it all. What? Yeah, no. Or the, I've never seen the Return the of the old Jedi. series, right? Yeah, the first. Part. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so That's they weren't the classic. first ones. It was four, five, and six that came out first. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars. It's The Empire Strikes Back. Then it's Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but those were filmed later. No, I thought those so. Were from the eighties. No, the ones from the eighties were four, five, five, and, and six, six first. Yeah, I, I understand the numbers. Okay, but the name of the film was oh, Star Wars. Okay. Oh, I didn't know the that. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Forget the episode numbers. Okay. I have because the it, numbers are jacked. Okay. Right? Out of order. Aren't the numbers jacked? Yeah, they up? Are. They're yeah. out of order? Yeah. They knew they were going to make one, two, and three later when technology yeah. got better. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't know the first one was going to be super no, popular. No, they decided to do all that. And I'm not a Star Wars geek, but I'm pretty sure they decided to do all that when they went, oh, we can write prequels and make more money. Mm. <laughs> Nobody cares if they're any good. They're going to go see them anyway. Right? The classics now. Yeah. Well, some of them are classics. But didn't they only keep making them because they were so popular? Well, sure. Why do they keep making anything? Yeah. You know, how many Rocky movies are there? Too, Too many. many. Ugh. <laughs> so bad. Uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, my goodness. Up to like eight, right? Ugh, I thought they were at six. No, I think eight? it's eight. There's only oh so many goodness. sequels that you can have. Yeah. You know. I hate that now that they're also like the movie industry, they're splitting the like the final movie into two parts. That was not a thing when I was younger. Oh, 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 oh. The one no, that, the the one that, that killed me, because I really, I really, I when it came out, Peter Jackson directed mm, and produced yes. Lord of the Rings, right? Ooh, yes. And I watched them all. Yes. But then he did The Hobbit. Yeah. And, and I was started. so angry. 
because he added stuff in there that yes. didn't belong in there. Number one and number two, he took a book that's maybe 240 pages mm-hmm. long, which is not a trilogy, mm-hmm. and made it into a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I went and took my two boys. They were much younger. They were grade schoolers at the time. We took them to see The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they're going to see The Hobbit. Right. Start to finish. And they get to this other stuff and they throw some junk in there that wasn't in the book. And I'm like, they made this into a trilogy. I'm done. I am never going to see the other ones. Uh, I watched a little bit of them on cable, but I won't watch them. They even split up the last one too. Yeah, it's sad. It's so annoying. Anything to make money, right? Yep. Oh, well. Well, it's payback now because the movie theaters have been suffering. So <laughs> that is the atonement yeah. for making us wait and having the horrible cliffhangers. Yeah, but even <laughs> even think about it. Uh, there's not a lot of movies out there that I really can't wait to see anyway. Oh, nope. there's a lot for me. Are there? I get obsessed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's coming out right now or soon that you really want to see? Well, there's no interesting trilogies coming out now but there's a couple that. movies I just mean there. all right what what's the one movie you can't wait to see when it comes out oh that i can't um well there's none that i can think of right now uh-huh. but there's there's two movies coming out this week that i do want to see oh yeah what's that i forget their names though i, oh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. wait wait one is i think it's the small the small things okay denzel washington yeah, it's yeah. coming out soon Saw trailers yeah it looked interesting yeah um and the other one Oh man, I'm blanking. I just remember it looked good. Are you gonna do the movie theater thing, or did you? Are you gonna? Do, I'm replacing Blair now. Stream it, stream it. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I go. I like to go to the movie theaters. Really? It's I wear expensive. a mask and everything. Too expensive. Yeah, I enjoy it. I dress up and make it a whole thing. <laughs> you and your outfits. I do. <laughs> Honestly, I can't. I cannot talk the wife into a movie theater right now. Yeah, I understand. It's because not for everybody. Think about it. No, it isn't that. Well, the only person that I knew went to a movie theater. Got COVID. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. That. <laughs> Hello? But didn't he get it before? No. He got he get, got COVID after. Oh. Sometime thereafter. But it's like, we don't know. Yeah. But we knew where he got it from, though. <laughs> <laughs> well. It maybe, wasn't the theater. Maybe. Well, it wasn't you and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, so. thank God. Or you. It was almost yeah. me. I felt like that one time. I didn't even know Charlie had COVID. Yeah. For the longest time until a month later. And he was like, oh, by the way, I had COVID. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Shows how much she pays attention, right? <laughs> <laughs> he never told me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he wasn't here. So, you know, doing the show over the phone. I wasn't even here. I was over That's at, true. back over at my brigade. Yeah, I was supposed to hang out with him the weekend I know. before. So, I know. dodged a bullet there. Did you Whew. cancel? He canceled, but he, he didn't tell me why initially. Oh. Well, because we both were getting busy with our schoolwork yep. but he, he he told me after he's like i was actually really glad you canceled because i wasn't feel i was starting to not feel well and i was considering canceling oh wow so yeah i'm very grateful oh yeah yeah oh, it was yeah. that did not look like a walk in the park for him so so 2021 things are looking up vaccinations are being given yes i feel like there's hope there is starting. Hope. I mean, because more people are going out. Like even when I'm driving now, I see a lot of cars out. Mm-hmm. You know, people are still social distancing and wearing masks and being safe. So, so that's why I feel comfortable going to the theaters. I think. I think as long as people do take the extra step, yes, and not go. 
Oh, there's vaccines being kept. Now, now we can have you know yeah. forty thousand people yeah, no. watching a go to ball stadium game and hang out, have stadium concerts. Again. You know, Brandy was just talking about this. Yeah, about getting the vaccine and still being able to catch COVID and spread it and all that stuff even with yeah. the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, it's still possible, but I think it it definitely. I don't know about catching it, but I think you can spread it. Yes, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, asymptomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I am not a medical doctor. I have no idea. I don't even play one on the podcast. <laughs> so we can start. I don't go out except to go to work and grocery shopping. So okay, <laughs> that's just my life. Good job, mom. You're such. You're so good, Melissa. Take us out. It's another week. Yay! And you know, I'm gonna stick with my main, my main traditions. Have a wicked good week. Have a wicked good day. And uh, just stay safe. Oh, yeah. Stay safe. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Driving down the road.